Okay, so you have a small business that you need to market, but you're not a marketer. So now what? Where do you start and what are you even supposed to do? Well, meet Engie. Engie is marketing software that simplifies marketing for small business owners. You can plan, organize, and get your marketing out the door and in front of your next customers fast. The best news? Engie is turning one on May 8th, so you can make marketing way more manageable for yourself for only $19 a month for your first year with the code BDAY. But don't wait. This offer ends on May 31st. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Pretty OK Podcast. I am your host, Taylor Holman, and today you and I are going to spend some quality one-on-one time talking about what I'd go so far to guess is one of your least favorite things, and that is writing. Now, last in the last episode, I got to stand on my soapbox and talk about the elements of a bitchin' website. And so in today's episode, what I wanted to help you do was build off of those foundational things that we talked about and start to take things to the next level, level up, elevate, all of those things, all those trendy buzzwords that I hate. (laughs) Um, But I do really want you to be able to build off of last week's episode and start to transform this other really impactful part of your business, which are is really the words that you use to pull people in, convince them that you are the right solution to their problem, and get them to give you their money, <laughs> because that's what we're all in the business of. So as we dive into today's episode, all with my tips and tricks to help you write copy that converts, the first thing that I wanted to do is kind of level out the playing field and let you release the fact, send it off into the abyss. It doesn't matter that you're not a professional copywriter. It doesn't matter that you don't like writing. It doesn't matter that it might take you more time than someone else. All of those things are human experiences that we all have, myself included. Don't ask me how long it took me to write a blog post today that (laughs) should have really only taken me an hour and a half to do. Um, But I say those things because everybody has a very different relationship with writing, but it is such an integral part of being a business owner in the digital age. And so if you identified with any of those things that I just said, I think you're also going to identify with this thing that almost every one of my clients tells me over the phone (laughs) within the first like 90 seconds of us talking through their problems. And that is, quote, I just really want my website to do more of the work for me. And I get it, right? Like our websites are 
such a big piece of our brand and our marketing presence. And we are time poor people. And it would be fucking amazing if everyone that landed in our inbox with an order or an inquiry actually was 100% confident with doing that. And no one ever had any customer service issues. (laughs) I don't seem like I'm uh, upset about those things, do I? Uh, But in all seriousness, that is the thing that literally 100% of the people that I talk to say to me. And it's really important because I know that I know where that comes from. And it isn't to say or minimize that there aren't other factors to a website or a piece of marketing collateral that will affect how much of the work it does for you. But short of opening a full-on can of worms and feeling like you have to reinvent the wheel or totally redo your website or start from scratch, which I don't want you to feel like you have to do, making changes to your copy can be a quick solution when you already have that infrastructure in place. When you're just you know, writing something in a Word document and then dropping it into your website template or you know the Canva design that you've already got going. So even though you're probably sitting there going, Taylor, writing any sort of copy is a can of worms. (laughs) So um, this is going to be an episode of concessions because I just know that all of you hate writing that much. Okay. So as we dive into this conversation, this quality one-on-one time, um, I am going to tee this up by talking about the things that you're probably not doing that are standing in your way of having copy that converts for you. So, and the reason I do that is because people tend to have things stick in their brains a little bit better if they hear it in the negative form. I don't know why. That's just human psychology. It's how our brains work. So the first thing that is a a roadblock to having copy that converts is not having a clear brand voice. And honestly, when you read as many websites as I do, you actually start to read websites that sound the same. And whether that's copy that sounds really stiff because someone is trying just too goddamn hard to sound professional, or for the wedding pros in the room, I'm going to say it, if I read, you're engaged, now what? Literally for the hundredth time. (laughs) Um, It's really hard to stand out from a crowd when your copy doesn't have any personality or it sounds exactly the same as everyone else's. So that is the first roadblock we're going to work through today. The second roadblock is that you talk about yourself too much. And I understand that when you are nervous or uncomfortable writing or talking about uh, what you do, how you do it, all of those things, when you are operating from that place, it is comforting to talk about yourself, right? Because talking about why you're great at what you do makes it suck a little bit less. But copy that is egocentric, because that's what it is, it's egocentric, doesn't help your potential clients feel like you understand them or where they are coming from. So actually, when you talk about yourself too much, 
it makes it harder for your potential clients and customers to connect with you. I know that sounds weird, but promise me, it's true. The third roadblock, um, and speaking of your potential clients, (laughs) this mistake is one that I see a lot of creative and wedding business owners make. And that's that their, their copy is not actually talking about their actual customer's actual problem. And what I mean by that is, again, circling back to the fact that I read a lot of websites. I read a lot about couples specifically in the wedding industry being stressed and overwhelmed on pretty much everybody's website. But it doesn't ever go farther than that. It doesn't ever answer the question, what are they actually stressed and overwhelmed about? So unless you're digging a lot deeper to understand what those pain points your customer actually has, your copy, again, sounds generic. And lastly, the fourth roadblock slash mistake slash things that you are doing but shouldn't be doing (laughs) is that you aren't using enough CTAs in your copy. Now, a CTA is a, you know, a three-letter word for call to action. And you can use these things on your website, your social media caption, and even in your PDF documents. But the reason that they are important from a copywriting perspective is because they help to guide people where you want them to go and when you want them to go there. So this is a really great way to make sure that your potential clients and customers are getting the most holistic and complete view of an experience of what you do on your website because you have literally said like, You've pointed your finger at all the places that they need to go and all the things that they need to read and all the things that they need to do before they inquire or hit add to cart. So that's the super high level Cliff Notes version of the keys to copy that converts. (laughs) But you're not here for the simple Cliff Notes version. We're here to talk it out. We're going to talk it out. So let's start with that first piece of foundational or that first roadblock that, you know, everyone tells me that they want their copy to sound more like them. Now, sometimes they feel like it doesn't sound like them because it straight up doesn't sound like them. (laughs) I mean, like even I have had, um, God bless their hearts, Jillian and I have had clients who have worked with other professional copywriters who just like couldn't get the brand voice down. But we also have worked with lots of clients who've written their own website copy to start or their own email copy. And it's clear that they're just trying really way too hard to sound professional. So I know that brand voice is kind of creeping its way into the marketing um, vocabulary in terms of being something that people are talking about more. But for a lot of people, brand voice is still this big nebulous abstract thing. So let's break it down. Your brand voice is really just an extension of your personality. So how would you say it? Are you witty? 
Are you buttoned up? Do you make weird voices like I do (laughs) half the time that I'm talking? Um, The long and short of it is that copy with a clear and distinctive voice, which what you should be hearing right now is doesn't sound like everybody else's, will really help you convert those looky-loos into leads. So my biggest piece of advice when it comes to defining your brand voice would be to stop trying to be something you're not. If you're not super professional and you say fuck all the time, <laughs> then use drop F-bombs on your website. If you are more sophisticated and elevated and you would never say fuck, then don't, right? Um, you just really want your the way you write to be an extension of the way you talk. So, which really is what writing is in the first place. Writing is just how you think about things and the words that you would use. The the words are just coming out your fingers when you're writing and the words are just coming out of your mouth when you're talking. So when you are looking to create a brand voice, you don't have to go on some like weird ayahuasca uh, (laughs) drug trip. Um, I don't know why I just brought that up, but (laughs) it's really not anything super big. Like there are just a few questions that you need to ask yourself in order to start putting guardrails around, okay, well, this is how I would actually say something. So like I mentioned, is your voice more sophisticated or is it casual and witty? How do you want people to feel after reading your copy? Things like, do you want them to feel empowered and confident, right? Like how emotionally do you want to be pulling on those strings? What should your brand always exude? What should it never be? A good example here is, do you want your brand to be approachable? Do you never want people to feel like you're talking down to them? Those are the types of answers that you can put to those questions. Then are there words that you use a lot? Are you words that you really hate? And when you're talking about your business and services, do you use we or do you use I? So all of those are pretty straightforward questions, but when you wrap them all together, you end up with a clear picture of how it is your brand and business should sound when someone's reading your copy. Okay, so the next thing that we are going to talk through, that second mistake, was that you probably talk about yourself too much. And I'm not going to lie, I definitely talked about myself too much when I was starting out. And when I sit down to kind of like Monday morning quarterback it, it makes sense, right? When we are all starting our businesses, we don't really have a super clear picture as to like, who our ideal clients are. So because we're not confident and clear on that, we're like, well, I know what I'm confident and clear on, so I should just talk all about me. It is my website over after all. <laughs> so I get why we all do it. But when it comes to copy that is going to make people give you their money, it's really more important for you to talk about them than it is for you to talk about yourself. 
Because one of the biggest goals when it comes to your marketing efforts is to get people to know, like, and trust you. And it really can be a turnoff when someone just talks about themselves all the time. I mean, we've all met that person at the party where we're like, please, someone fucking save me from this person. Someone please call me with an emergency or tell me that they need to talk to me in the other room. So think of that when you are writing your copy. I mean, not so dramatically. I mean, sheesh, Taylor. But I think you get the gist of it. You want to talk about your potential clients, your potential customers and buyers, and what they're struggling with before you start to position yourself as the hero. So in a, well, how do I want to say this? The fastest revision you could make in order to stop making this mistake is to switch the subject of your sentences that you're writing from I to you. Now, I'm not going to get mad at you if you hit pause and you're, or you're simultaneously bringing up your website <laughs> and looking at your copy and you're like, oh, fuck, I say I at the start of every sentence. I do this. We do that. I can help you. Blah, blah, blah. That's okay. That's going to be your homework. <laughs> so what I want you to do is audit your website or your copy and whatever your important marketing and sales docs are. And start to go through and audit. I mean, you don't literally have to count, but like audit where you talk about yourself too much. And it's going to be like so glaringly obvious now that you are looking for it. So start to switch things around, write about, use the word you just more often than you would use the word I. And that's really a pretty straightforward way to make a a really impactful change to your copy. Which now that you're going to get off that soapbox, even though you know that I love a good soapbox, (laughs) um, now that you're going to get off of the soapbox and you're going to talk more about the people who are giving you money than you're talking about yourself in your copy, the next thing that you are going to do is you are going to really drill into what their problem is, what they're struggling with, what keeps them up at night, what they're really buying from you. Because when someone says they want this object, right? Like if someone, this is such a stupid example, but I don't know why it's coming to my brain, but so it's just going to come out my mouth too. But if someone is looking to buy a hammer, they don't really just need a hammer. They're looking for a tool to help them build something, right? So if you are going to try to tell more of a story, I mean, I told you guys, I gave you like the least sexy (laughs) example for this on the planet. But if you're trying to sell a hammer, you're not just talking about the hammer and what the hammer is. You're talking about what you can do with the hammer, how the hammer is going to make your life easier, how the hammer is going to help you build the thing you're trying to build. Sorry for the terrible anecdote, guys. (laughs) But so when you are 
thinking about, okay, I need to write this page of my website. I need to write this, you know, copy for an email newsletter. I need to write this new sales PDF or even a social media caption. What I want you to do is think about the cust- what the customer wants in a really specific way, right? Like we're getting off the generic train and we're going to talk hardcore specifics. So to go back to the wedding pro example, where I see them, I see websites talk about how couples are stressed about wedding planning all the time. Well, what are they actually, what are your ideal wedding clients actually stressed about? Are they stressed about budgets because you are offering services at the top of their budget? And that's like really stressing them out. Are they couples who come from big boisterous families who all want to be involved in their wedding planning and are stressing them the fuck out, right? Like really get down to brass tacks and understand what it is they're struggling with. So I know that I'm bringing this up at kind of a weird point in this conversation, but what I want you to do as a piece of homework is to create a customer map. And I feel like I'm having a little bit of deja vu. I feel like I might have told you to write a customer map before. (laughs) Good on me if I did. Shame on me if I haven't. Um, But if you create a customer map, it's really just a pretty straightforward document that helps you organize your customer research, you know, with some boring things like your demographics and all that kind of stuff, like how old are they, how much do they make, where do they shop, those kinds of things. But as an exercise and component that's going to get you closer to writing great copy that helps you sell, what you want to do is start to dig into their pain points and then map your services to the pain point and get really clear on what the solution is that they're really looking for. So, you know, sometimes it's worries. Sometimes it's emotional things that are making them skittish and holding them back. Sometimes, you know, our customers are just not super clear on why and how it's good for them. So I want you to organize your thoughts and answers into a Word document um, or shameless plug, you can go buy my customer map template <laughs> that's super cheap um, that will walk you through it. But this will help you combine the brand voice, how you're going to position talking to your ideal clients in your copy and talking specifically about their pain points and struggles so that you can then be the hero. And I would sing that 80s song about being a hero if I had a half-decent hairband voice, but I don't, so I won't (laughs) spare you that one. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about today are those CTAs. And CTAs, again, they're like so simple, and we all see them, and we all interact with them on other people's websites, right? Like subscribe, shop now, claim your discount, 
inquire today, get on my calendar. Those are all examples of CTAs. But the reason that I wanted to really remind you over and over and over again (laughs) about this piece of the copywriting puzzle is because you never want to leave someone hanging. And I see that quite often, not just on websites, but on like on social media as well, right? So someone will take all this time to write this great caption or, you know, put together a, a, a pretty strong page of their website. But then by the time someone has finished, like finished reading it and gotten to the bottom, bottom, bleh, um, they don't know what they're supposed to do next. Or as they're reading through it, there are opportunities to get someone who's more motivated than not to like go do that thing that you want them to do, but you don't open the door for them. That's essentially how I want you to start thinking about CTAs. Is the CTA is either opening the door, it's inviting them in, or it's telling them like, this is what you're wanting. You should go here. It's a little Alice in Wonderland, but I think you you get the point of what I'm trying to communicate. So your CTAs can be used in your documents, in your copy, on your website to guide people through everything that they need to get through. The second thing that CTAs can really help you do, which most people are terrible at this, but it's asking for the sale, right? Again, when we when I talked about how someone can get to the bottom of a website page and just be like, what do I do next? Hey, maybe you should give me your money. <laughs> That's what they should do next, right? So I want you to get in the habit of at the end of not every single social media caption because we don't want to be on the hard sell train all the time, but strategically start using calls to actions at the end of your captions. So encouraging them to go to the link in your bio, encouraging them to send you a DM, encouraging them to leave a comment, you know, all those things, those are all CTAs. They're all actions. On your website, I'm pretty sure I talk, I'm very confident that I talked about this in last week's episode, but how, you know, your homepage should point to this page and that page should point to that page, right? You want to make sure that you're guiding people in that way, but also that you're anchoring each page with an action that's most important and most relevant to that content. So sometimes it's going to be scheduling a conversation, learning more about your services, getting a custom quote, or heading to the shop to purchase, right? It can be any one of those things, but they are all going to help you get the humans that are reading your thing to do the thing you want them to do, which is give you their money. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. So those are the big mistakes, gaps, whatever you want to call them, that I see people making when it comes to their copy. And I hope that you feel like I've shared some pretty actionable tips to help you stop making those mistakes and start having the capacity to write copy yourself that 
is impactful, that helps you do the thing that you're working so hard to do in every other aspect of you doing it. So I will point you with the CTA (laughs) to the show notes to uh, get a quick recap of what we talked about in our quality time together, our QT time. Um, But also, if you haven't listened to the previous episode with the anatomy of a bitch and website, don't put the cart before the horse, go listen to that, then re-listen to this one, and then start making some moves. (laughs) If you would... Leave us a uh, leave us a subscription. <laughs> no, you can't leave us a subscription. If you would leave us a review, we would be eternally grateful. Uh, subscribe to make sure that you don't miss any new episodes, and uh, check out the show notes on prettyokpodcast.com. Interact with us on social at prettyokpodcast, and have a beautiful rest of the day, my friends. Bye. <laughs>